Hi there, listeners. It's Farnoosh. And I just want to say I'm really honored that you've chosen to subscribe to So Money. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. The fact that you're here is not lost on me. Now, if you're enjoying these episodes and you're benefiting from the advice and you want more, I've actually created something really special for us. It's called the So Money Members Club. It's an online platform where you can connect more closely with me and engage with fellow So Money fans who want to become more empowered in their financial lives. The website is So Money members.com. And when you go there, you'll learn all the benefits, including exclusive monthly finance workshops, private group calls with me. You get your questions answered in our member community. I'm often in there weighing in, and you get instant access to all of our workshop recordings. We have a robust library that's growing so far. We've had workshops on investing in real estate, kids and money, and how to earn more in 2024. And most of all, it's fun, positive, encouraging, all the things personal finance should be. Go to somoneymembers.com and I hope you'll join us. I'm limiting enrollment and doors will close soon. Check out somoneymembers.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hosting the So Money podcast for almost 10 years, I've been learning a lot about how to best serve you outside the show. I've begun to offer pop-up workshops and a So Money members club. And with each new line of business, a lot goes on behind every transaction. Stripe helps simplify and ease payments with tap to pay on iPhone, which helps me grow revenue and reach through accepting more in-person contactless payments when I'm out in real life promoting my programs. Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe give me the ability to scale quickly quickly and stay flexible with quick setup and no additional hardware required. And it's not just ideal for me. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe help businesses of all sizes accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. Whether your customers want to use their card, Apple Pay, or other digital wallet, now you can accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So Money Episode 1617, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm Farnoosh. You're listening to Ask Farnoosh Friday on the So Money podcast. Welcome to all of our new listeners who've recently subscribed with the new year. Many of us looking for advice around managing our money, building wealth. I'm honored that you've chosen this show and our community to get that support that you need. 
Today's episode is going to focus on a few important things. One, how my husband and I manage money in our marriage. This is one of the biggest questions I get from couples. How do you manage money in your relationship? I see a lot of mistakes. I've committed some of them. So I want to open the show with some of my best practices for managing money in your relationship when especially you are the breadwinner or you make more than your partner. We have questions from the audience about what to do now that Mint, the longtime financial app that helped us budget and track our spending, has gone bye-bye. What are some good alternatives? A question about, should I quit my job and take on more risk in my career so that I can earn more money, maybe retire early, but I also love my job and it's very stable and very secure. Also a question about how to set up a teenager, a 17-year-old specifically, for financial success when your teen loves to spend, loves to spend her money that she earns in her job, but spends all of it, saves nothing. Shifting gears to a big announcement, I am teaching a live webinar on, wait for it, investing. Investing. Yes, this is a topic that I know because I surveyed you all last month is a priority for many people in the audience. You want to learn how to finally get started with investing. You want to learn how to continue building upon your investments. And you want to learn from me. You want to learn about my tactics, my strategies, how I'm investing, and what I recommend. I'm hosting a one-time live workshop later this month on my best investing practices. I'm offering this one time only. It will be limited seating. Go to So Money Workshop. I'll put the link in our show notes, but so money workshop, one word.com to register. If you've been curious to begin investing this year or grow your investments, you want to know what I'm doing with my investments. This workshop is happening live Thursday, January 25th. It will be recorded so you can always get the recording if you can't make it live. But those who do join on Thursday, January 25th with me will also have the opportunity to ask me their questions. So moneyworkshop.com register today. Coming up, announcing the winners of my healthy state of panic book giveaway. Five audience members. I'll also be selecting a reviewer of the week from our Apple podcast review section. This person will get a free money session with me. But first, another exciting event that I have coming up. This is going to be later in February and it's going to be in person in real life. My annual pitch please workshop. It's happening on February 23rd in New York City. If you're interested to know how I've managed to get my name and my work in the media over the last 20 years and more recently with the publication of A Healthy State of Panic, the book was featured in the New York Times, the Today Show, NPR, Forbes. I'll be teaching my publicity secrets and I'll also be inviting my friends who work in the media, who are the gatekeepers to come and meet you, learn your ideas, learn what you're all about and make some real lasting connections. I love all my events, but this is probably up there, maybe number one or number two. It's just so much fun. I co-host it with Susie Moore, who is a blast and a media maven in her own right. The link for that is Pitch Please Workshop. PitchPleaseWorkshop.com. That is also going to be in our show notes. I hope to see you there. 
In case you missed this week's episodes, we had two journalists on the podcast. On Monday, Jessica Cruel, editor-in-chief of Allure. I invited her on the show not only because I'm interested in some beauty hacks and how to reduce my spending when it comes to makeup and skincare, but also Jessica is a pro investor and an experienced real estate guru. So I had to bring her on because she's just as passionate about media and beauty as she is money. And we spent a lot of our time talking about money, her advice, her experience building wealth and the behind the scenes of becoming editor-in-chief of Allure, the first black woman to lead that magazine. Also this week, we had Danielle Robey on the show. She is the host of Pretty Smart Podcast. She's an e-news correspondent. We discussed how she built her career in TV journalism, moving to Los Angeles at age 22, some chance encounters that helped her navigate her career, change the course of her career actually, and life. All right. Winners of our book giveaway, our Healthy State of Panic giveaway. Thank you to everybody who filled out my So Money survey at the end of the year. These five audience members who fill out the survey will be getting a hardcover copy of A Healthy State of Panic in the mail. The winners are Amber Wong, Christy Favela, Sonia Khan, Stephanie Corvo, and Juan Rivera. Amber, Christy, Sonia, Stephanie, and Juan, I will email you personally. I have your addresses, but I just want to let you know that you won and to expect the book in the mail soon. Now, this year marks the 10th anniversary of publishing one of my books, When She Makes More. And I'll never forget the one publisher who balked at my proposal. She said I was naive to think that there were any complexities worth discussing, let alone including in a book uh, when a woman makes more than her husband. And truthfully, there was always a lot of tension in the room when I brought up the topic of breadwinning women back then and still. And so in honor of my book's anniversary, this year is turning 10 years old, I'm dedicating more advice and insights on Instagram around female breadwinners. So if you aren't following me there and you'd like to get this content, that's where to find it. My latest post is about how my husband and I manage money in our marriage. And this is, I want to share this advice here on the show. Hopefully couples can benefit from this, especially if you or your partner earns more in the relationship. So there's five things I want to share. Number one, give each person's money meaning. The person who earns less can feel less like a contributor to the household. And so for that person, consciously appropriate their money towards one or two significant spending or saving goals so that it feels like their income is making a true significant impact. In our marriage, my husband fully funds the kids' college savings accounts. Not a small thing. Two, discuss how to share financial priorities. You know, how you manage your bills and your savings goals is so important in your relationship, especially if you earn different salaries. Splitting bills down the middle, that's not going to work if you're making different levels of money. Instead, what we do is we contribute an equal percentage of our incomes into a joint account to pay for whatever costs that we want to share. And if any one of us changes jobs, gets a raise, quits, We have to review this again. We decide this again. We don't assume this is locked for the rest of our marriage. Third tip related to tip number two, opt for three bank accounts. So when it comes to managing your money, we like to have three bank accounts, my account, my husband's account, and our account. A joint checking or savings account, like I mentioned earlier, it helps to manage those shared expenses. It makes it a little bit easier. 
But we also have individual accounts, which allows us to maintain financial autonomy in our marriage, which is really, really important. This is something that I hear couples argue and gripe about constantly. It's like, oh, I want to go get my hair done, or he wants to go buy something for his office or a or piece of equipment. And the couples aren't used to buying in those categories and may not know what things cost and then start to judge and it becomes a whole thing. And it's like, okay, easy fix. Just have your own money for your expenses. And you decide ahead of time how much you want to budget for that, but it's just yours and there's no micromanaging in that department. Tip number four, really important. This is universal advice. Making less is not a reflection of your worth. I'm going to repeat that. Making less money is not a reflection of your worth. This shows up in a terrible way often in relationships. We equate money to power. And so we think making less means that we don't have as much power in the relationship, that our careers aren't as important, that our time is less important, that we shouldn't have as much of a voice in deciding things about our finances, our investments, our budgets, the expenses that we pay, the goals that we have. Nope. Money's important, whether you make $10 or a million dollars, every dollar counts. And by the way, if we start to judge people's careers and value people's careers based on how much money they make, what a load of crap. I mean, look at teachers, for example. What more important job is there than to teach our children? And they're one of the lowest salaried workers in our country. Do you think a plastic surgeon's job is more important than someone teaching kindergarten? I don't think so. And yet, if we start to value these jobs based on their incomes, we're in for some trouble. And then lastly, enlist help. At the beginning of our marriage, my husband and I, we decided to work with a financial planner who helped us communicate about money. She helped us identify gaps in our combined financial lives, especially gaps related to insurance. It was worth every penny. We don't work with this financial planner anymore, but in the beginning, it was some of the best money we spent to help us level the financial playing field. All right, those are my tips. Now moving on to our Apple review section where we're going to pick one listener who recently recently left a review, this person will get a free 15-minute money session with me. And by the way, I'm doing this every single week. I'm picking one person from the Apple Podcast Reviews section to get a free money consult with me. And if you don't want to talk about money, that's fine. We can talk about your career. We can talk about your family. We can talk about whatever you want. I am here for you on these calls and we can get a lot done in 15 minutes. It may not sound like much, but trust me, I've helped change some lives in 15 minutes. This week, we're going to select Isabella Loves Roblox. Isabella Loves Roblox. The title of her review, Best Money Therapy. Here it is. I've been listening to Farnoosh since 2016. She always manages to teach me something new in each episode. She keeps it real as a working mom, woman, and minority. Just when I get too comfortable with my finances, Farnoosh reminds me that there is work to be done. Thank you so much, Isabella. Thank you for sticking with this show for eight years. We're entering our ninth year of So Money and lots of more exciting stuff in store. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very simple to get in touch with me to book your money session. Email me farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. That's farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. Let me know you left this review and I will send you a link where you can pick a time for us to chat. You can also direct message me on Instagram. So just make sure you're following me there. Direct message me. I'll be in touch ASAP with the link. And I invite everyone to do this. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Every week I pick someone to get a free money session with. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you know that I'm a podcast host and also a mind reader? Because I know that you want to grow your portfolio to deal with the rising costs of inflation, to pay off your debt or your mortgage. You want to attack pretty much anything standing in the way of you and your financial freedom, right? Well, here's one solution, more knowledge. This podcast helps, I hope. And you can use Yahoo Finance, where you can get access to the news, data, and tools that you need to help reach your definition of financial freedom. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. They're the number one finance destination, and I know because I worked there for many years, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, customizable charts, so much more. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. For the longest time, I dreaded buying bras. It was like shopping for jeans. Impossible. You want a bra that's sexy? You want a bra that's comfortable? You can't have both. Well, now you can, thanks to Third Love. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, the ick, the ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem or problem. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school. Get smoothing, you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made with premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with the code podcast15. The weather's getting warmer as I record. It's a nice 73 degrees on the East Coast. So finally, time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and fingers crossed hello to shorts and tees. And I need to update my wardrobe for the long haul. And you know, I don't want to spend a fortune. So luckily I found Quince. I'm honest. I've got a lineup of timeless pieces from Quince that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat jewelry, and tons more. Best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I have t-shirts from Quince, pajamas from Quince, my very chic and fashionable sister-in-law, Hannah, her whole closet is Quince. And people often stop us and ask, where did you get this? Don't tell me the price. And then when I do, they're shopping on Quince.com. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash so money for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash so money to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so money. Me. Okay, let's hit the mailbag. First up is Amanda. She's a question that she has been noodling on 
and she wants my thoughts on what she should do with her career. A little bit more about Amanda. She's a 27-year-old engineer, and she's been working as a government contractor for the past five years. She makes just shy of $100,000 a year, great benefits, awesome work-life balance, incredible job security. This is according to Amanda. She says, my career trajectory at this company is very linear. And I could see myself following a traditional career path, eventually retiring from the same company around 60 or so. She says, and this is not a small thing, I have a pretty balanced life right now. I make more than enough for my living expenses. I save towards retirement. I have an emergency fund. And I even have the ability to save towards a down payment on a house. My work-life balance doesn't leave me feeling burnt out. And I find my work to be very rewarding. I can take time off whenever I need without pushback. And I work flexible hours that fit my schedule. Well, my gosh, what do you need help with, Amanda? Here it is. She was listening to my conversation with Vivian too, your rich BFF, who's also the author of the new book, Rich AF. And Vivian, of course, being Vivian, talked about how it's important to ask for more money often. And that if you don't get a raise every two years, you're going to make half as much over your lifetime. So this got Amanda thinking. She's thinking now with the uncertainty of where America's financial systems are going. For example, Social Security, will it even exist by the time she retires? She's wondering, is it better to hustle for 20-ish years, make a lot of money and maybe retire early versus following a traditional career path? She says, I feel really lucky to be in the position that I'm in. I'm not sure if I'm willing to give all that up. I would consider it, though, if the added stress of changing jobs so frequently would provide me better financial security later in life. Now, important to know that Amanda does get a 3 to 5% raise every year, and that's not including a 6% raise for promotions that happen roughly every other year. And with her 401k, she gets a 4.5% match um, and then another 3% in a capital accumulation plan. So by and large... A very generous and exceptional, I would say, even company that's providing her and affording Amanda with a lot of work-life balance, enough money, as she says, to address her living expenses and then some. Why rock the boat, right? Okay. So here's what I want to say to you, Amanda. I don't think you're quitting your job. I I, I wouldn't. I mean, all all is going well, right? But I think if you're going to incorporate not just Vivian's advice, but the healthy state of panic approach to life that I like to live by, that I subscribe to, uh, never, ever assume that anything is secure. Okay. I know that the job that you have right now very much feels secure and safe and linear, but that could change right? Nothing is guaranteed. So at your age and stage in life, if I were you at 27, even with this super stable job, but I know you're thinking, okay, well, am I leaving anything on the table? Am I missing out on my full financial potential? Maybe, but you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. While you are working this very quote unquote stable job for now, I think you want to keep your eyes open and peeled to other opportunities that are out there. Continue to network. I think that what you can at least do right now is just educate yourself on what is possible. Is the grass really greener elsewhere? And maybe what you decide is that you want to create a side hustle for yourself, another revenue stream for yourself that you can control that may not have anything to do 
with engineering, it may be an opportunity for you to leverage and milk a skill that you have, a passion that you have. That's another way to feel more in control of your career and your income. I have to say this company that you're working for, I want their name. (laughs) I want to share this with everybody else. This is right now, again, with everything that's going on and all the uncertainty and the layoffs, uh, this is a standout employer giving you that automatic raise every year, including a raise for a promotion, a four and a half percent match in your 401k, and then 3% capital accumulation plan, vacation whenever you want. I mean, this is pretty great. And it sounds like you might have some extra time on your hands to be able to dedicate to a side stream. What that's going to be, That's something to explore. That's something to look into. If you really value your work-life balance, then I think this kind of job is what suits you better. And by the way, money is not everything. You know, I think that there is a huge trade-off to switching jobs every two years. You might make more money, but yeah, there is a lot of adjusting. There might be some moving. There are risks associated with that as well. It really depends on your personality. Now, I appreciate Vivian's advice. She's really, what she's telling us is to know our potential and know that you have other options. And for you, I think the smart move is to get very clear on what those other options may be, explore them, talk to people who have switched jobs and what it has taken and what the trade-offs have been and what the financial gain has been, but also what the loss maybe has been in their work-life balance. I want you to take inventory right now of all of the things that you are enjoying and benefiting from in your life that your career is helping you afford, that your job is helping you afford. It's really important to be clear on this and to not lose sight of this because it's easy to hear someone else's experience and go, oh, I'm missing out. Like what I'm hearing in your voice is a little bit of FOMO. You have a fear of missing out on the unknown, on potentially making more, but it's going to require switching jobs a lot, which doesn't sound like it's something that you're really into. But there is a seed of interest in your voice, in your heart of reaching your fullest potential. And I so appreciate that. And I want you to honor that. But maybe it's not that you switch jobs every two years. Maybe it's that you find other ways of making money. Maybe it's that you take the savings that you get from this job. You buy a home, maybe you buy a second home, maybe you become a landlord. I mean, I don't know what you want to do, but there are a lot of other ways to make more money and reach your biggest financial potential outside of your nine to five. And if your nine to five is what's helping you afford those extracurricular opportunities that sometimes will make you money, you're in the right place assuming that you're happy and you like your job. We have done so many episodes on burnout, people. Finally, someone who says that she's not burned out. And what am I going to do? Tell her to switch her job? Of course not. (laughs) Especially since I'm hearing too from you, Amanda, that you really enjoy it and it's affording you so much else in life. Kudos to you and your employer. All right. Next up, our friend Henna wants to know an alternative or two or three alternatives for those of us who were using Mint. And now Mint is going to become Credit Karma. Any other options, Farnoosh? I'm looking for budgeting, net worth, and auto-syncing accounts. So just to share the news, in case you haven't heard, on March 23rd, Mint 
which is one of the most popular, one of the most downloaded personal finance apps in the universe, is going away. A company Intuit, which owns Mint, originally said that it's going to happen at the top of the year, January 1, but then extended the deadline. And now people are kind of scrambling to figure out what they're going to replace it with, as Mint was often this resource to help people budget, track their spending. And so Mint is now going to become Credit Karma, also owned by Intuit, the parent company. But Credit Karma does not offer the same sort of budgeting tools that Mint provided. So people are in a pickle. For some picks, I went back to CNET, where I was editor at large for some time. And my friends at CNET, CNET Money, have put together a roundup of alternative apps to consider instead of Mint. I'll go through this right now and I'll also share that link in our show notes. First up is Pocket Guard. It's a free budgeting app. There's a free version. There's also an $8 monthly plan as well as up to like an $80 lifetime plan. It comes with all sorts of bells and whistles. Like Mint, Pocket Guard offers a free version to help you access some basic budgeting, pie charts, bill tracking, and it is actively courting Mint users with a feature that lets you upload your exported data from Mint and automatically sync it with Pocket Guard's service. So Pocket Guard, one option. Another option, Quicken Simplify. For $2 a month, Quicken Simplify is priced significantly lower than a lot of its competitors. Then there's YNAB, You Need a Budget, which has been around for quite a while. It's $15 a month. We've had the founder on So Money. Stands for You Need a Budget, YNAB. The app, uh, really what it encourages is thoughtful consideration about where your money goes. They want to assign every single one of your dollars to a job. YNAB comes with spending trackers. They let you plan your goals. They have payoff strategies for debt. And there's also a regular calendar of workshops to help you learn more about money as you're using the app. So that's YNAB. It's not free, but it has a lot included in its $15 per month membership. Also, Monarch is working hard to attract Mint users. It's offering a discount for your first year of membership, plus a trial period. The app is popular with couples where it offers shared savings goals and it emails the couple a monthly report. Compared to other couple-friendly apps like Honeydew, Monarch is doing more specifically for Mint users with helpful guidance to simplify the transition. It's $15 a month or $100 per year. And then there's Wally GPT. And that sounds like that's like if Pixar and ChatGPT got married. Wally GPT is the first AI powered finance app. A lot of the apps I just talked about, if not all of them, use AI to a degree, but Wally GPT is like entirely AI powered. You don't have to look at graphs and charts. Wally GPT, you just ask it, how much have my groceries changed over the past six months? And it will tell you. And if you want to export all your data for Mint, Wally will take care of it. There are many other apps. These are just the top ones that came up in the article that my friends wrote at CNET Money. My husband and I, we use Empower, formerly Personal Capital, which is not a budgeting app per se, but it is a great net worth tracker. That's the free version. And then if you pay, there's other bells and whistles. There are investments that they can do for you. But uh, I like to just see where things are in a snapshot on a given day. And it breaks down our net worth by our savings, our investments, our liabilities, uh, and other assets that we have. So we can kind of keep track on all of our financial buckets 
on one screen, which is great and it's free. All right, let's help out our parent in the audience, Noelle, who wants to set up her 17-year-old daughter for success and security. Her daughter works part-time while going to school and has yet to save any money despite her mom's suggestions. She says that she likes to spend what she sees trending on Instagram, latest skincare products, etc. And Noelle is worried that her daughter is developing unhealthy money habits. And she says, I want you to know that I am letting her learn through natural consequences. I don't give her additional spending money when she blows her budget, but I want her to learn to live below what she makes, get into a habit of saving and understand the importance and power of saving and investing. I agree with you, Noelle. So she wants to know, what are my suggestions, my resources? What can I offer her? All right. So I actually had a conversation a short while ago with Harlan Cohen, who is a fantastic writer, expert. He helps so many young adults. He visits college campuses every year, hundreds of them. He works with administrators and teachers and parents, coaching them on how to coach their students and children and young adults on all sorts of things. And I brought up your question when I talked to him and I want to start with his advice. You can follow him on Instagram. He's fantastic. Harlan Cohen. And he said, you know, at age 17, you know, they're not quite 18 yet, but they're almost adults. And it's very hard at 17 to convince your adult child, your young adult child, that what you say matters and that you actually know what you're talking about <laughs> sometimes. So he, and he has teenagers and he says, you know, a lot of times when I want my son who I think is also 17, to take my advice, I tell him this. I say, look, you're about to go to college. I have a very short window to tell you everything that I want you to know, all my wisdom, all my insights. I understand that you get to do what you want to do, but I have this short window of time and I want to be able to relay to you the things that I wish I had known when I was your age that I think can really, really benefit you. Now, whether your daughter or your son takes your advice... I can't control that. You can't control that. But Harlan truly believes that even if they don't take the advice down the road, when there's, when the stakes are higher and they do make a mistake or they're about to uh, really be at a crossroads and they will remember what you told them, that that's probably when they will listen and they will appreciate this moment in time today. And, and to trust that and to believe that is uh, very important and helpful to parents who are very frustrated often in these moments when and the young adult child isn't taking their advice in the moment right away. And I want to add to Harlan's advice and say this, that when I was working and I was a teenager and I loved to work, my parents mandated that I save a certain amount of my money. Now, my parents probably more strict than others, but their rule was that as long as you're living in our house... We don't care if you're getting a paycheck from somebody else. That paycheck comes into our house. We're going to have a say in the matter. And we're doing this because we are looking out for your best interest. And we want to get you into the process of automatically saving. And what was really compelling for me to see was just how much a little bit of savings could go a very long way. So saving, let's say... 10% of every paycheck or $25 out of every paycheck, $50. And then in a year, or how about this? You put it in a Roth IRA, it invests in the stock market. And let's say the job continues or a job continues to be present in her life. And every week she is saving $50, $100 and it's investing, growing at five, six, 7%. At the end of her senior year of college, 
when she's just about to go out into the real world, get her own apartment, how much money will that equate to? You can use a compound calculator online. It'll tell you. But I'm going to guess it's over ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000. How does that sound? How does that sound to your daughter? Sometimes the numbers are what can really drive home the point. And it's no longer what you think or what mom's opinion is. It's what the math is saying. It's pretty compelling stuff. And great that you're letting her fail and that you're not giving her extra spending money. But I'm wondering, I'm curious, what are the expenses that your daughter is responsible for with this paycheck that would actually be painful if she couldn't pay for them on her own? Is it gas in her car? Is it money when she goes out with friends? Or are you giving her those allowances out of your own pocket? If there is a way that the next time she runs out of her money that she's earned, that it can actually be painful to her, that would actually make her stuck in a situation force her to get more creative, force her to go without for a month. Can you create that scenario by saying, look, from here on out, you don't want to listen to me. That's fine. But from here on out, I'm not giving you money anymore for this thing. See how she does. I do believe in letting kids fail and with some boundaries, with some guardrails, but they've got to learn. And sometimes failure is the best teacher. And that's our show, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to join my live investing workshop happening later this month, January 25th, go to SoMoneyWorkshop.com. Limited seating, one time only, live event, reserve your spot. This is it. This is what you've asked me for. I'm delivering it. You'll get to ask me questions get access to how I invest, my insights, meet others in the community who care about finance and financial well-being. You won't regret it. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I hope your weekend is so money. Hosting the So Money Podcast for almost 10 years, I've been learning a lot about how to best serve you outside the show. I've begun to offer pop-up workshops and a So Money Members Club. And with each new line of business, a lot goes on behind every transaction. Stripe helps simplify and ease payments with Tap to Pay on iPhone, which helps me grow revenue and reach through accepting more in-person contactless payments when I'm out in real life promoting my programs. Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe give me the ability to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup and no additional hardware required. And it's not just ideal for me. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe help businesses of all sizes accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. Whether your customers want to use their card, Apple Pay, or other digital wallet, now you can accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 